I want to say well, 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 well and Here welcome we back <laughs> to the Women as Podcast. I feel like we're, we laughed so hard in this episode. I feel hoarse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So the whole point of this conversation was to be like, how to be curious in relationships, <sighs> how to stay invested in them. We talk about, <laughs> we can talk about like why relationships fall apart and the times of our life when we are like the most invested in relationships and kind of how to get back in that. <sighs> I don't know. And a number of other things. What were oh, some yeah. of your takeaways? Oh, um, let's think here. You always get me with these questions that I'm just not prepared for. My takeaway is, A, how much I love you and Amber. I Same. Mean, you made my core strong. I Thank sh- you. You're welcome. <laughs> All that laughing. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good conversation to remind us that friendships take work. They're not just a... Um, What's that word I'm looking for? They're just, they're not a given. Even if you have mm. an established friendship, you, it's like a intimate rep- partnership. You have to put the work in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, gosh, I just, I think we summarize like five questions, what you can do on a daily basis with your platonic relationships. I mean, you can even do this. I think with like work, when I think of teams, like it's important to check in with your team and um, romantic relationships and also your relationship with yourself. Like, I think those are some pretty good journal prompts for mm-hmm. you know, if someone's looking to get into journaling because you can't really show up in a relationship well if you don't really know yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. We also play a really fun game. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Do I always say that on every podcast? Yes. This is a fun game. Like, it's like I have to tell people. It's like the mom that's like, hey, we're going to have fun yeah. on this trip. Yeah. You better have fun. <laughs> yeah. Capital F. This game is. Fun. Yeah, it is fun though. So <laughs> I think that's the hardest I've laughed on the podcast. Yeah, I think so too. I kind of feel like I blacked out a little bit from laughing. <laughs> like, I don't really remember what happened after that conversation. Nor do I. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I hope that I don't know what. What do you hope our community takes away from that conversation? Uh, well, one thing is that it's harder to make friendships when you're older. Yeah. And that that is, I think. What I'm learning is it's kind of a universal thing. Maybe unless you're like a super extrovert. I don't know. But anyway, it's hard. So if it's hard for you to make friendships as an adult human, you are not alone. And we give you tips. Yeah. We give you some tips. I agree. I think it's hard to make like very authentic, purposeful relationships. Uh, And how to consistently show up in the relationships you have now like not even like making a new friend because my husband sometimes says we can't make any more friends jen he'll be like they seem really cool we should be friends with them he goes what about the friends you have right right like yeah. are you gonna pour into the friends you have yeah you can be friends with it's people. like when a parent won't let you get a different pet you don't even have to take care of the pet you oh, have yes i thought that sounded familiar i was like that sounds like something a parent would say when yeah. would they say that yeah yeah or like you would ask for new clothes do you wear the ones you have right now? Right. Yeah. So you got to oh. take care of the friends you have first. That's right. Well, gosh, I hope they enjoyed this conversation. And here's what's coming up for us, for our events. Opportunities to form new community connections and relationships. Holler. We have a super fun lineup coming your way, starting with Saturday, September 16th, Womenus in the Wilderness. We're kind of switching things up for this one, and we are having a fun day at the park. This will be at Esther Simplot at 11.30 a.m. The whole idea here, we've been talking about the last couple months, is incorporating more fun into our lives. We have enough seriousness going on that we want to welcome you to let your freak flag fly, maybe bring your favorite yard game. Uh, Just go out and enjoy our community and enjoy the beautiful weather as it starts to transition into the fall foliage. Speaking of fall foliage, October 14th, our Womenists in the Wilderness will be inviting kiddos to join us on our Womenists in the Wilderness. Uh, you do not need to bring kids, but this will be a little bit of a slower paced hike uh, with a meditation that is targeted towards, uh, I would say kids, but also if it's like one of your first times meditating, a really great welcoming environment. 
uh, and we will be taking advantage of the time of year where Boise loves to show off a little bit and enjoying that beautiful fall foliage. Uh, that'll be at 10 a.m. We'll be meeting at Camel's Back. And then we have our next pop-up I'm really excited about this. I always love when I can combine two communities that I love so much. This will be on Wednesday, October 25th from 4 to 7 p.m. And we are celebrating Cycle Bar's seventh birthday for their birthday bash. This is a really cool time of year. Uh, I've been with Cycle Bar since we opened and uh, Women S and Cycle Bar are just two communities that truly feel like family for me. And, and I've really been just honored to get to introduce the two communities together and, and see relationships form. So come out, help us celebrate uh, and come say hi. We look forward to seeing you there. Hey Womeness and welcome. I'm Genevieve Nutting, the founder of Womeness Community and host of the Womeness Podcast. And I'm so pumped you're here. My team and I have created this space for Womeness like you to feel seen, heard, and empowered. Each week we'll launch a fresh episode with resources, stories from Womeness, and tools related to mindfulness, movement, and community. More than just a podcast, this is your weekly source of energy and connection with the many inspiring and relatable voices of Womeness. In a world where we are constantly on the go, let this be your landing space where we can slow down and come together. This is the Womeness Podcast. <laughs> I've been looking forward to, okay, on my calendar. I've been seeing this and usually it's like, okay, when I see I have a podcast, they're fun. I love our podcast. I love our conversations. They still feel a little bit like a little bit like work because you have to prepare for them. Right. But when I saw ours, I was like, I get to hang out with my friends at 315. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's right. That's exactly what I felt like. Hence no preparation. Hey, as your friend, I prepared all of this for you because I know how hard you both have been working. So you get to sit back and relax. I mean, maybe contribute like a little bit. It does require you to answer a couple of questions, but you know what? They're questions that you know the answer to, because why? We already talked about this. We are the experts of our own lives. Wow. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> it didn't sound, um, it sounded canned. Like <laughs> yeah, it did not. <laughs> not a little bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> how is your week, by the way? Both of you. Uh, so we just started looking at preschools for Meadow and it's, yeah, I was telling Katie earlier today, it's changing my energy. Like it's doing something to me internally where I feel like my typical flow is just off. I think it's bringing up a lot of big feelings. I kind of feel like a toddler this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I guess, anticipating the change, but it's, and finding the right fit for her. It's a big commitment. I know, yeah. Jen, we were talking about this like a week ago, because you've been on the prowl for a home for your family. Oh, and goodness, like, yes. I feel like that was schools. Like, it feels like such a big commitment and making sure it's a really good fit and all the things. So, hmm. well, you're doing a great job and it's like a new season. It's, fun, but there's like lots of pressure on it. I'm sure to make sure you're making the right choice, but whatever choice you make is going to be the best choice for you and your family at this time. Yes. And yeah. we're doing it like a year in advance. So, Oh, you're so good. You're so smart. Oh, I'm feeling like we we're not in a rush to find a house because we love where we live. We have space for what we want to do. I just feel like it would be really nice if we found a house sooner than later so we can have time to settle into it before any other life changes happen. And that would be really nice to have like a year to kind of settle in. But you know what? We are not on a time frame because we will find the best house for us when it is supposed to be <laughs> and it will be the best house for us. Right. <laughs> yeah. How's your week been? Oh, my week. What is today? Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Um, my week's been mellow. I don't know. I, um, not a lot to report. I've been kind of inactive this week. Mm -hmm. 
And it is okay. I'm yeah. bringing up my journal because I journaled this morning. I've been working on having, we kind of talked about this a little bit in our meeting. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm not recalling correctly, but I, I feel like I'm in this in-between bubbles phase of like the bubble of wanting to be super present with Theo, but then the bubble of like wanting to have an outside world and have like more girls nights and connect with friends and be like, have more one-on-one time with my job. And, um, I was thinking about how like, like it's taken all this work though, to try to figure this out. And then, and then I can welcome ease into my life to just kind of like exist. And I think sometimes we look at that as like just existing. Oh no, you need to be thriving. You need to be living. Like you can't just merely be existing in this world, but I think it's okay to sometimes just like exist in what is right and not need to be always doing something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was just talking to Jen Boba Janoff. Um, and she was talking about being in the hustle mentality versus enoughness state. And I I really like that, like the idea that we're, we are enough at every moment. We don't always have to be in that. Or, I mean, she was actually talking about transitioning from hustle to enoughness like the mm-hmm. hustle is the state that we kind of stay in and we think we need to be in but being in enoughness is really more of a balanced place to be and that sometimes enoughness looks like doing nothing yes yeah I know some what is it sometimes being productive is doing nothing what they say for those people who are like like you said hustle culture and we need to be productive we need to be achieving and Sometimes it's like being productive is letting yourself rest. Yeah. I think I just said what you just said. (laughs) I see a big movement though of women, like abandoning that hustle culture and changing the narrative and realizing that it can be different. And no, like most cultures don't put this much pressure on women. Like we do have a society where it's like, you have a successful career, you have a blossoming social life, and you are able to keep everything together at home. Like so much of that is portrayed in a lot of places. And we put so much pressure for that to be expected of us and for us to strive for that. And then we get the burnout and we feel disaligned and that's when we have chronic health issues or our body will make us slow down. And I see more and more women being like, no, Mm -hmm. like I'm putting my line in the sand. I am going to live a life not aligned with these pressures or societal things that I've put on myself, but more aligned with my soul in the way that feels good and being in my wholeness, being in the present moment being in a state of enough, like such Mm. a beautiful thing that we're living out that experience. We've seen women push through so many barriers and it's like, we're always trying to prove something Mm -hmm. or do more and to what sacrifice. Right. It's interesting you say that because I think that this kind of segues into a little bit about what we're talking and maybe I'm trying to make this segue happen, but I think part of, you know, when we're in this hustle culture that it takes away from the relationships that we can make with others because we're so focused and don't get me wrong. Absolutely. It is. If you can find a passion that you love and you get to make it your work, like what a dream, right. And get to enjoy who you work with and who you surround yourself with. But at the end of the day, and, uh, I made some notes here and I feel like I took it quite literally. And it says, can I share a quote in my journaling? I found <laughs> like, like notes to myself. That I felt like I was going to forget, but it, it came across so powerful to me in this, you know, idea of working on not just maintaining our relationships, but really like, how do we, how do we invest in our relationships and how do we stay curious in these relationships? You know, as, especially as we get older and you're not making friends as frequent, as frequently as you were in your twenties. And um, it's from Jim Carrey. And it says, I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. And I interpreted that as the effect you have, like in your connections and how you show up for them. And 
I don't know. I want to ask you both in your experience, like, gosh, given that like the state of the world that we've been through too in the past few years, I think has impacted it. But how do you feel like you're able to show up in your relationships right now? And how do you feel like your relationships are showing up for you? I feel like I'm getting a lot better. Womenist has helped a lot with me feeling like I can show up as my whole authentic self in relationships, but I do still, or, and I struggle, or I feel like it's a struggle sometimes to build relationships. Like I don't like what does, I guess maybe we should start there. Like what does like, especially with friendships, like, I feel like I'm really like my husband and I, especially after the last few years and all the things we've been through, like we have a really strong relationship. We're incredible with communication. I feel like we're really good at supporting each other in all these different areas. Like we find ways to balance it. And with female friendships, sometimes I'm like, what does like a good, healthy relationship look like? And I feel like people are always like in all these different places because women do incredible things and so many things. And we're all doing different adventures in life and living out different dreams and different parts of life. And it's like, I don't know if you have time for me and Mm -hmm. I don't know how your life looks with my life, but like, I want to make it happen. And so sometimes I think it's hard for me. Like, I don't know, I guess how genuine friendships are, or if it's like beyond, you know, this meeting or this meetup or, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, it's like, okay, we did this activity. Great. Okay. Now I'm going, you know, back to my little bubble. <laughs> and I, I feel as sometimes I guess it's uh-huh. hard to really dive in and get into each other's lives or really live life together. I think, especially like you said, after the last few years and our culture too, we're not like the little villages we used to be. We're not growing each other's food and, you know, really doing life together in these really simple everyday, you know, nobody's folding laundry with me or I don't, I don't know. I feel like when we in college, like I grew up, I lived in a house with five other girls at one point. So it's like, you were always doing life together. (laughs) Like you said, and it was easy in your twenties and, you know, going through grad school and having roommates, your female relationships looks really different than they do later in adulthood. And I'm not quite sure what they're supposed to look like. That's, I mean, that's an interesting point of conversation. Like, I don't know, what do you think relationships are supposed to look like? Or what do you think, like, what would you look for in a relationship right now at this point in your life? With a female? Yeah, let's say like a platonic relationship. I mean, I feel like I'm building those with you girls, ladies, women. So is this like an evaluation check to make sure we're crossing all the points? Check, check. You know, I find that I've always been pretty blessed with my friendships and my, my women friends that I have friends from elementary school still, best friend from college and good friends in college still from college. And I'm just starting, I feel like in Boise to develop these friendships. And what I have noticed among my girlfriends is that, well, first of all, I'm not a big group person. Like I don't want to go hang out in a big group. So every one of my friendships is so unique and specialized. It's like, it fills this certain, it sounds so selfish, but it's like, it fills something specific for me. Like I have my really like wise spiritual friends and then friends that I can just like be super quiet with and sit on the couch and watch TV with and friends that I can go do activities with. So they're like all so Mm -hmm. unique and just like these little hole fillers almost. Mm. So I don't really know what I look for when I am starting a friendship. It just has to feel in alignment and there has to be a connection. And for me, it has to be a really organic growing experience Mm. like I can't just I usually typically don't uh, pursue people um 
I don't know. It always has to be. You like of, to be chased. I like to pursue. Like okay. Because <laughs> yeah. then you Maybe know. I feel like you kind of pursued me. I yes, I did. You enjoyed the chase on that. Uh, yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that was the hole that you needed filled. Yeah. You needed one where and you liked the chaser. I also like. I've always really loved you, but I also have heard you talk about friendships and that it has been a challenge for you to create them, and so I felt like oh, this is an opportunity for me to show her how much I value her as a human and that I want to spend time with her. And I felt uniquely with you that that was an important thing to move a friendship forward was to pursue you. And I I think that's the thing. I don't don't chase it all either. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think that's part of it too. You kind of like, there's... like you kind of want an ease to it. Like you said, it has to happen mm-hmm. organically, but it's also like, how do I nurture that? Like, how do I intentionally, you know, dive into these friendships that I, you know, there's an interest. I'm a big like energy person. Like, and I think that's part of the ease. Like I, we're also both Enneagram nines. So, you know, we want to keep that kind of status quo comfort level and the ease to it. And I don't know, maybe sometimes that holds me back too. It's easier just to kind of stay in my bubble. And I think I also have never had like long-term friendships. I only have like two friends, but like maybe three, we don't, we don't even really stay in touch that much. And then there's friendships that I've really valued over the years, but I'm kind of one of those people, like if you're not here like in my day-to-day life or we're not doing things now, it's kind of like just disconnected. And I think, I mean, we can get into childhood trauma another day, but I think just like moving a lot and not ever feeling like I was in one place long enough. I never really learned, I guess, how to really nurture those female, you know, friendships. It's interesting that, cause I, I think that this conversation would look different if let's say like, I think twenties is a time when you're more at the ratio of how many friends do I have? How many connections? What's my networking circle? Like, you know, you're just getting out of school or you're just starting to get into, you know, whatever your career is. And so it's like, getting to know people and acquaintances. And all of a sudden you start to realize like, oh, my time is so valuable. And like my energy is so valuable. Like we've talked about this. So you start to be more specific on the people who you pour yourself into. And then all of a sudden now it's like, well, I only have these five, like really great friends. And you know, you start to maybe put your value up against like how great those friendships are, what they're pouring into you. Maybe things are taken a little more personally. And I think there's a number of reasons why relationships start to get a little bit more like dissonance or I don't like, and it's not to say like Jay Shetty has a really interesting podcast about this. And it's like the five friends you have. And like you said, they all fill a different role and saying that someone doesn't need to be all the things for you. So like for you, you might say my values, like I think there's common denominators of values. So someone who respects me, respects my time, someone who cheers me on um, or someone who wants the best for me. But like, maybe you say, I need someone who's a cheerleader. I need someone who's outgoing. I need someone who's going to want to get the party started with me. I need someone who will let me chill on the couch in their sweatpants. But one person's not going to do all of those things, but we sometimes think that someone needs to do all those things for us. And it puts a lot of pressure on it. Um, I think, so I found a couple studies that, so I think for me, like my friendships, I definitely had, we have a, we call ourselves, have I told you this before? The lady foxes. Yeah. So I have a group of girlfriends that, and probably a couple of them are listening, but, um, we call ourselves or called ourselves the lady foxes. And then we called our partners, the wolf pack in our twenties. And, and it was like the core, it was like, gosh, probably like 15 of us. And we did everything together. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, someone would be upset at someone because they didn't get invited to this. And someone was mad at them because they didn't show up to this or they weren't supporting them that way. And so it starts to get like your friend group gets smaller and smaller. And now we have this core group of like five or six solid 
girls in that group. And I've really thought about relationships though. And like, why, what makes a relationship, what makes it so that like, you want to pour yourself into that relationship, what challenges you to have a fallout in that relationship. And um, I think it's in Forbes, but they said one out of every three U.S. adults um, struggles with their friendly intimacy and express dissatisfaction in their current relationships, including their closest friends. So I think this conversation is really important. Um, and also saying that, you know, of that also you have the one of three adults who struggle with their current friend circle and we're feeling lonely. We're feeling this lack of community. Um, they call it a lonely epidemic. And if we look at it, I know it's like, ah, I want to invite them to come to our next womanist in the wilderness. Like, we'll welcome you into our community. But it's like you said, forming authentic relationships. And we think we have all these friends because of technology and we're so connected, but it's like, but what does a meaningful relationship look like? So I'm going to ask you that again, not assuming that like each relationship has to have all of the things you're looking for, but is there a common denominator, maybe values or what you would, it's like a non-negotiable that they need to have for you to say, okay, my energy is precious. I'm going to welcome you into my circle. And this is something I'm going to be willing to take my precious energy and resources and pour back to. What are those for you? So there can be several. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think one is kindness. Yes. I think they have so to a be, child that's not kicking you in your belly. I like that. <laughs> you like it. Okay. Yeah. That's how he tells you he loves you. Yeah. Uh so kindness, a, a not a mean girl. Like I'm not interested in mean girls. I don't have space for that interest. Mm-hmm. Um and I've never had my whole life I've never had mean girlfriends. Um humor is an important element and i mean those might be the two big big kindness and humor yeah okay yeah i'm sure there's i will think of more and amber's gonna say something super potent and wise and i'm gonna be like yeah and all of that but they're probably things that most people could agree to right like a good listen someone who listens to you someone who respects you but maybe not everyone would say someone who has good humor Right. You know, maybe people are like, I don't care about laughing. Couldn't keep a straight face. Yeah. Amber, what about you? Uh, that's, yeah, that's a really thought provoking question. Like you uh, said, you kind of have the basic things. And like I mentioned earlier, I think I'm a like very sensitive to energy. And I know even on Saturday at our last Womanist event, I had a moment where I was almost in tears during class because I was really just giving gratitude to the women that I surround myself with. So I think a lot of it is like uplifting and a kind spirit and just being surrounded by women who fully show up as themselves and embrace each other's like I guess, authentic, like whole self. Like, I never want to feel like I have to be this Amber here, this Amber here, this Amber here. I think we all have kind of, I mean, I think I used to be one of the biggest chameleons when, especially early on, we all kind of go through that as we're finding our place in friendships and in the world. And I think being surrounded by women who feel like we don't have to do that is really empowering. Like you get to just show up as you are, which I think is a really common message that we're hearing from women that like a lot of their life, they've been told you're too big, you're too loud. Uh, We just had a conversation with Sierra and talking about how, you know, just being challenged that she knows who she, like she knows Mm -hmm. who she is, but showing up in this world where she's top of her class in engineering school but she's also like loves to wear pink was in Miss America likes to lean into that girly side. And like, how do you coexist in in those two areas? And so I do think it's something that like you want someone who at the end of the day, you show up with them and you don't feel like you're having to put on an act. Like I can let my boobs hang out in front of you, feed my child. And I'm like, this is me. And Mm -hmm. you take me as I am, you know? And it's like, it's just, it feels really good at the end of the day to be with someone who says like, I honor who you are. I appreciate who you are. Uh, And for me, I also like someone who, 
someone who just challenges me to be the best version of myself. And maybe the best version of myself looks different in front of like, it's a different best version. It doesn't mean it's not a true version, but like, I know, you know, with both of you, best version of myself includes someone who like has a little bit more grace for self and someone who, uh, listens more than like speaks, which maybe sometimes, I don't know, like, I feel like it just, you know, someone who, I don't know, like can just finds us more like equilibrium. And then with Shelby, who you both met, like Shelby challenges me to really step up as a leader and to really voice like my needs and wants me to like show up and, and just work really hard. Uh, and then there's other people who like my best version of myself is taking care of my body. I don't know. It's just, it's different versions, but, and maybe that's a selfish thing to say, but I feel like if I'm my best version of myself, I can be a better space for other people to be their best version of themselves and at least feel like comfortable in their body. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to what I was saying. I think I just picturing, it's just a beautiful thing. So you have Shelby that like really brings out the leader in you and challenges you there. And then Amber probably challenges you in a different way. And, you know, I don't know. It is, I think it's a beautiful thing, but to always also be accepted. Yeah. In all all of those friendships. In all capacities. Well, in Yeah. I think this has just been something on my mind. Like in 2020, when the pandemic hit, there was something that said, um, I'm taking note of the people who are looking out for me right now. And I felt that. And my first reaction was like, oh my gosh, I feel this because I'm, I'm very much a giver. I want to give and I want to give, and I want to make sure people are happy. And I want to make sure that people are happy with me. And so, like you said, a chameleon, like I will, I would have, I've really had to work hard to not be that chameleon. And I thought, well, if I'm giving all this into my relationships, I should definitely be getting this back. And then I thought, hold up, <laughs> like, ah, stop for a second, because especially in that state, like everyone's kind of in survival mode, taking care of themselves. And so there is this balance of like taking note of what you're, you know, what people are maybe pouring into the relationship. And if you're getting out of it, what you need, but also realizing like, there's gotta be empathy and understanding of where people are at. And I think the common solution to that is a communication. Like if you are communicating your needs to your friends and I'm telling you, Hey, I want, I need someone who is like checking in on, on me occasionally. Um, and who is also cheering me on and being like, Hey, by the way, you're doing a great job. Like it doesn't need to be all the time, but just like, Hey, I see you. I think we all want to be seen, but if your friend doesn't know that, like they only know what they know and just, yeah, it's, it's important to to have that understanding and, and to recognize too, that if you're wanting something out of a friendship, like, are you giving that into the relationship? I had so many spiderweb thoughts. There you go. I just had this experience <laughs> recently when my best friend from high school, she lives in Vermont. Shout out to Amy. Um, go Amy. <laughs> so a couple months ago, I, my brother, Chris is pretty sick and Amy knows him and grew up with him, you know, I mean, with me, but he was my brother. So he was around and I brought it up to her recently. Like, Hey, I, I don't want this to come out. Like I'm scolding you, but I feel like you haven't asked me at Mm -hmm. all about Chris and what's going on with him. And it's really like starting to affect Mm how I'm showing up within our text group. We have a group of girls that we, from high school that we have talked to. And, um, I felt really proud of myself for like expressing Mm. this need to her and she received it so well and took full responsibility, but then also was like started to express where she was at and what was going on in her life. And it was just a big Mm. wake up call for me because I was like, you know, I didn't know that she was struggling and that is my job as her best friend to know when she's struggling and to she to know to ask her certain questions because she's not the type of person that's going to call me and like vent all Mm -hmm. her stuff she just will never do that and so it was a really an eye-opening experience for me in my friendship with her to like okay I need to now know that I have to ask her specific questions about where she's Yeah, both of you brought that up. I think we're not asking enough questions. So 
actually, I guess I did prepare for this conversation a little bit because I actually reached out to one of my best friends um, from high school and college last night. And I asked her, like, how's life lately? Like, what's been a high and what's been a low? Because I don't know. And we were able to have, and then she asked me the same thing. And so we were able to just have this really great conversation. And I think that's an important point too, you know, advocating for what you need in any relationship and not hesitating to ask the questions. I think within women, as we kind of always check in with, with each other with, you know, sharing a win and a tire pump. And I think doing that within all of our relationships is really healthy. And, you know, how can I support you? you know, what can I do for you this week? Or, you know, how can I cheer you on this week? And so what are some of the questions that we could can, I don't know, connect more with our, within our relationships? Well, I'm so glad that you asked because that's part of what today was about. <laughs> it's like, you just fed right into that. Uh, and it, it is, it's like, what, what are those questions? And I think that so I, I saw this video and I think I might've sent it to you, Amber. I can't remember. Um, but it was like five questions to ask this. In this case, it was like your significant other. But I think that these can be questions that you ask anyone. And when I thought about it, I thought, okay, so the number one reasons why, I guess it's more than number one because it's more than one reason, but the top reasons why relationships grow apart is because some of the things you guys have both talked about, unresolved conflict, um, routines changing, uh, your priorities changing, not spending quality time together, um, a general absence, but the main reason being communication issues. And so that goes back to like, you know, you and your friend checking in, which by the way, huge kudos to you, because that's a tough conversation to have given everything that's going on right now. And you expressing what your needs, like it is hard to express your needs. And I'm in a similar, uh, situation kind of like that, where it's like, I felt like my needs weren't being met, but my friend doesn't know that. And they're going through a lot of stuff right now too. And so it's like, okay, well, are you checking in on them? Like, have you told them how you feel? which is hard. And I, you know, when we're in our twenties, you are meeting people. So you're kind of playing this like get to know you game where you're asking them, what are your dreams? What are your aspirations? Um, what are your fears? And in that, you know, you're, you're building these relationships. And so let's go back to like, think of your longest relationship you've had. You know, when you first met them, it's this fun game of like, what's your favorite movie? Um, what's what's a place you want to travel to? Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what are you going to school for? And, you know, we are also getting asked these questions. So I like to look at it as like a two-way street where you're getting asked these questions. So you know yourself pretty well, or at least you know the version of yourself that you want other people to know. And it's like the one that, you know, it's all of your achievements. It's all these, like, here's what I'm proud of the people who you really let into your circle. You're going to let them know maybe like a little bit of a deeper version of you. And then we get to a point where those, that relationship circle gets smaller. Like you talked about, you've got your top five friends, you've already told them all these things. And so now it's more of like surface level questions and you might have deep, thoughtful conversations, but it's more of the, like, how was work? fine. How was your day? Good. But the questions aren't as like deep necessarily as what you would ask someone who you're just meeting. And with that, so not only is it, you're not really building or investing in this relationship, you're not being curious in this relationship, but also like you're not getting used to talking about yourself. So you're, unless you're doing the work and you are journaling, you are reading, you are asking yourself prompts, like you're kind of staying at this stagnant spot. So it goes both ways where not only is that your relationships, it's like how to stay curious with yourself. So I think that's the first starting point is like, are you curious about where you're at? Like you said, what, what was your high this week? What was your low? Um, what are your intentions for this week? So do you guys want to do a fun little exercise? Absolutely. And by fun little exercise, I mean, it's something that I want to start doing. I don't know, more consistently. I did this with my husband last night and we do kind of like you had talked about, we do like our highs and lows and then we do a Buffalo. So like something good that happened, something that was maybe like a little bit of a low and then something funny or like interesting that happened. So do you want to start a high and a low and a Buffalo? A Buffalo. Yeah. High, low, Buffalo. Buffalo. Hi. And this week. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Well, I'm going back a little bit further. Okay. That's okay. Listen, I had such a great time. I actually, <gasps> let's cover that. <laughs> I went to Washington last week, or maybe it's, a, it's already been two weeks. It feels okay. like last week. I got home last week, but I got to go hang out with Amy, who I already spoke of at a lake house in Washington for about five days. So that was just such a, that was a great high for, for me. Um, just reconnecting with her and her family and being on a serene lake. Get, sign me up. Um, <laughs> a low. Oh my gosh. This is my low has been. Was my canker sore on my tongue? <laughs> it just made. Have me, you named it yet? No, it's gone now. I RIP. Right, yeah, I can still feel it closing up. That sounds so gross. Anyway, that was a low. I, I am sorry, but I am such a baby sometimes and have a pretty low threshold for pain and discomfort. And that just, it made me grumpy. And I told you on a Marco Polo, like I'm typically not a grumpy human. No, I've never known you to be. Yeah. Was this when you're Marco Poloing? Was this yesterday? I, or my no. when you're, you're just really angry at the world yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where, that is where I was yeah I think Marco Polo is great for friendships like tip I there. love it like start a little Marco Polo yeah yes there you go really good thing that you can do with friends because you it's like you don't have to like have the back and forth so yes. it's not super time consuming and we can't always go out to brunch every day as much as we would all love that. Love it. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see the face and hear mm-hmm. their voice and you're able to kind of soak in whatever they said and really respond intentionally. And I love voice memos too. I do those a lot. And yeah, so I think both of those are like good tips too, to help nurture a friendship. And there's like no ex it's, I mean, depending, I feel like there's no expectation. I don't yeah. expect you to respond right away. Yeah. You have some time, but it's like nice to have a little gift, especially mm-hmm. when there's 10 of them in one day. <laughs> I go a little crazy sometimes. Uh, okay. What's wait, buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. What's your buffalo? What's buffalo like it was funny. Haha. Or it was like, wow, I learned this. And it's so interesting. Or just really stood out to you. Um, that was a obnoxious noise. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Theodore when he goes, yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know. I can't think of one. Can we come back to me? I feel like you've got one. I do. Yeah. What is it? Tell me what it is. I think like, did you laugh at all this week? Of course I did. What did you laugh at? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you. I know you laughed this week. Um, oh, okay. Well, this is sort of dumb. It's not really a buff. I don't know, but Brandon Brandon and I have been getting back into, um, video gaming. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been playing some sort of like trials, um, motorcycle riding and it's been fun and I'm so competitive. I just want to beat everybody. And I get so, I just am like, Oh God, like you, I just get so intense about it. And, um, but it's been a lot of fun. I don't know. Okay. I love it. I was just envisioning you doing that. Yeah. In your downstairs basement. Sometimes I do it by myself. (laughs) I'm not there. (laughs) You put the headset on, you talk to the kids who are playing. No, but I should. You haven't gone that, that far yet. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear you smack talk. Be oh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go constantly smack talk, roaring down on your booty, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Smith. That's I would just right. start to name on that red bike. Yeah, you think you're fast? I'm I'm fast. I'm fast as fudge. <laughs> I'm gonna get exactly you. Right. That's how I would smack yeah. talk. Yeah. Obviously, I need to work Mine on it a bit. A little more colorful. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I was a little filtered. <laughs> um. Okay. What about you, Amber? I think my high was telling people about my business that I want to start and just like, like owning that side of me. And yeah, there's just, sometimes I just like, I take myself out of the game before I'm even playing the game. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, Amber, show up, 
like own who you are, own your passions. And so, yeah, being able to keep going in that direction and be in that space is really just a really good feeling. Like it just feels really good. Oh, I love that. We are your woo girls over here. We all went, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then a low is like I mentioned at the beginning, just that energy shift and anticipating a change that's still a year out. Yeah. And just the pressure and symptoms of anxiety that arise with all of that. And so just navigating that, luckily we're doing it slowly. And like you said, we'll make the best choice for us as a family, but a part of me is just like, can't we just keep her home forever? Yes. Yeah. And like you mentioned, I also need, I also, and you need your life, have other passions in life that I, you know, time would be a great gift. So it's just creating that balance for us. And then my Buffalo, um, it's just, it's little things like this morning we went to wild beginnings, nature school. Um, MJ and I tried that out and it was so fun. And she tried hot chocolate for the first time and just look on her face. And it's just, she gives me those constant reminders. That is the most simple things where you find magic in life. And I just looked at it and I'm like, it's just such a like fun, sweet moment. And I'm like, is it good? She's like, so good. And oh. she walked in the door after we got home. She's like, daddy, I tried hot chocolate today. Uh-huh. First time at school. <laughs> oh, you're like, your world is about to be rocked this winter. And I'm like, girl, you're just, just fun. And so she constantly brings out that inner child in me where we just get to enjoy the mm. simple things in life, fully be in that moment and get just stoked about it. Like come home and shout about it. Mm, I do that. Well, gosh, this week we, I think my high, we got every month we do a friends and family ride at cycle bar where it's our, each one instructor gets chosen to to host a ride for everybody. And it's just our team gets to sign up early, which we don't typically get to do. And so we get to, and our team is wild. (laughs) So they get in that room together and they're just so happy to be together. It's like the energy is great. And the instructor is excited. Cause like, think of like if when you were a kid and you would do like a performance or something, and there'd be someone in the audience, you'd be like, Oh my gosh. Like for me, it was like my dad. Like my dad's in the audience. I'm so excited. And maybe act kind of like goofy, but like, you're like your truest self, you know, you're showing off a little bit. And so the instructors out there and they're feeling good. They've got their team there. They've got their friends. They know the writers are excited. So we did that on Monday for uh, Katie, who just is like, she's so wonderful. She's about to have her baby in November. And so she's just, she's just glowing anyways. And you see her with her little belly up there and little Ren is there. And it just reminded me of like, teaching when Theo was in my belly, like about this time last year, a little bit earlier. And so my cup was just full. I got to teach last night and Katie reminds me to be fun. <laughs> like when I take class, I'm like, remember Jen, you don't have to just be like serious and yeah. push people and try to inspire. Like they come here cause they want to have fun too. So then I go and I teach class. I'm like, this is fun. Um, and my low, Gosh, I said my win yesterday on the call was that I feel like we're getting like more ease into our life. And I'm always hesitant to say that because I feel like the universe then throws something. And last night we didn't sleep very well. (laughs) So we're like trying to figure out this diaper situation with Theo and he's got like these little burns on his butt and it's just a really big bummer. And I think it disrupts his sleep at night. Um, So that was our low. And the Buffalo, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know if this is, I was telling you about this. We have, uh, I came home the other day and there's been a primantis hanging out on our porch and he welcomed himself into the house the other day. And I told Luke, I was like, Luke, there's a, there's a primantis in our house. We got to get him out. He's like, no, 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 let's keep him. Let's, let's keep him. Prime, I looked it up. Primantises are, are good. They eat the bugs. And we have like a quite a bit of bugs right now on our front door porch. I don't know why. Um, he's like, let's keep him. And I said, okay, we can keep him. Like he's like a pet or something. And we're sitting down at dinner that night. And he goes, I think we should name him. And I said, okay, you can name the primantis. I go, what do you want to name him? Afternoon. And I'm like, wait, after like afternoon or like after he's like, like afternoon. I'm like, okay. And so I go, where did that even, where did that even come from? And he goes like PM 
afternoon, like prime mantis. I'm like, <laughs> wow, okay. He's so clever. So then the other day he came home from work. He goes, babe, have you seen afternoon? I was like, what? Have I seen afternoon? He goes, remember our prime mantis? And I said, I said, I haven't, I haven't seen him, honey. And he's like, oh, man, he was like so sad. So then last night I get home from work. He goes, I found afternoon. And he goes, he was in this corner with Theo's little bike in a pile of dog hair. And I saved him. And you know what I did with him? I put him out in the garage on that window seal that has a bunch of dead bugs and I fed him a fly. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I said, you are such a good primantis owner. Good job, honey. So that was our, that was my Buffalo. Well, welcome to the family afternoon. Yeah. Welcome afternoon. I'm like, honey, if this is you saying you want another child, <laughs> you can have as many primantis as you want right now. <laughs> huh? Cause you are. You're enough. Okay. So then the last few questions, and I think that these are more of like, these are things that I think high, low Buffalo is something that you can easily do with someone like just check in. Hey, Hey, what was your high, low Buffalo today? You know, or with your spouse or, you know, even like your work friends, whatever. But the other ones I feel like are really good weekly conversations to have. And that is, so what was your high from last week? What was your low? What are you most looking forward to this week? Uh, what are you worried or anxious about this week? And then what is a goal that you have for this week? And I just found when I asked Luke these, like, I feel like we've become a lot better in our communication, but even in that, like asking these, we don't really talk about what we're anxious or worried about until it happens in the moment. And then it's like, it blows up. You know, like I didn't see this coming. And so we talked about last night. I'm like, I didn't know this was going on with you at work. Like he has some stuff going on at work. I'm like, I didn't know this was happening for you. Like, I'm sorry. And he also had some fun things that were like some cool thing opportunities coming up that I had no idea about. And I think you just get in your routines. And so, uh, we kind of talked about our high lows, but what is something that you both are looking forward to anxious about or worried about maybe, um, and then a goal that you have for this next week. Okay. You go first, Amber. (laughs) Well, I already shared my anxiety, but that's, I mean, I don't know if that's like a coming up thing. It's an a year thing. I don't know. <laughs> or even like a can, like something you feel currently. So I think that would count. Yeah. Um, and then what was a goal and what was there a third one? And something you're excited or looking forward to. Oh, we have family visiting this hmm. weekend for Labor Day weekend. So I'm excited about that. It's always, it's nice because we don't have like any family here. So when they come to visit, it brings out a different side of us and our daughter. And it's it's just a fun experience and to just show them where we live. And then my dad just planned a trip for next month. So we'll visitors two months in a row, which I love Mm because I think that's part of it too. Lately, I've kind of been missing family. It's been a while since I've seen anyone. And so it's always nice. And then a goal is I am going, I forget what it's called. <laughs> Allison from our team is helping me, but I'm going to buy my business name. Yay. Like the website. So like that's happening. So yeah, you're getting your domain. Yes. Domain. Yay! I'm so excited for <laughs> you. Domain's happening. <laughs> Katie and I always talk about like the 1%, like what, like what's your 1% today? What's the little thing you're doing? Mm. Just- help move forward. So it's my focus. Like that. Mm-hmm. I love that you two are like account of buddies right now. Accounta? Account of buddies, like accountability, but account of buddies. Yeah, we are. It's good. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Two nines coming together to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> and a three supporting you from underneath. That's right. It's like role reversal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What about your week? Okay. What I'm looking forward to, what I'm stressed out about and what's a goal, a goal. Um, looking forward to, well, my birthday is next week. So I'll say I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Going, I don't know what I'm going to do exactly, but anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Um, worried about, I am honestly like I I'm worried about, uh, just what my immediate 
future is with mm. work and not making money. I know it's putting stress on my marriage mm-hmm. or like my household, not my marriage, you know, we're fine, but anyway, so that is making me anxious. Uh, okay. So that's that. And then a goal. I, I guess my goal is to finish my website that I've been working on. I did a lot of work on it last week and, um, my rebranding stuff for my business and finishing my website. So yeah. How about you? Oh gosh. Okay. I'm most looking forward to, we are taking a trip this weekend as a family to Sun Valley to celebrate our anniversary. Um, my parents got us a gift for Christmas that they were going to watch the dogs. So we don't have the stress of like trying to find someone to watch the dogs. We know they're going to be crazy, but they're going to be crazy with my parents. So it's okay. And just getting to be up in Sun Valley this time of year is my favorite. We're going to go to Galena Lodge and hike. It'll be really nice to have some present time together. (laughs) And I'm really anxious about all the work I need to get done before then to make sure I can enjoy it because I really want to be present. And it's like just a, a balance I'm trying to find of like when I'm with him, I want to be fully present with him. But I also realize I have a child who like, we don't have a whole lot. We have help here, but to arrange help is a lot. And so that means like when I'm with him, sometimes I have to be working. So trying to find that balance of being present with what I'm doing and allocating the time that I need to get done, the things that I need to, and then having grace for the things that I don't finish that I wish I could have gotten done, but if they needed to get done, they would have gotten done. That's my affirmation. (laughs) Um, And my goal for the rest of the week, I mean, my goal right now is I'm just really trying to focus on like being as present as I can in whatever I'm doing, which is hard. Cause even like right now, I feel like I'm multitasking, but I'm trying to be very present in the multitasking. So yeah, just being present in whatever I'm doing. Um, And then I have some bullet points of like, five things I I would like to really get done or that need to get done by the time I leave. Okay. When are you guys leaving? We leave one Saturday morning. Did you watch that growing up? No. <laughs> or maybe I did, but I don't remember. Did you watch? No. no. Saturday morning, but damn it. It was on Disney. Mm-mm. No. And it had the genie. He said, great minds think alike. And he said, no, great minds think for themselves crickets sorry we need need to have a girls night and we are watching one saturday morning and grinch and all the The things and the goofy movie it's a very inspiring movie i guess um yeah so at least saturday morning should be great and you're coming home sunday we come home monday two nights two nights yeah well, do you have anything you want to add to that conversation or any other tips that you'd like to add or any other tips to help me with getting my child to sleep? He is just, he is <laughs> he's, about, he's about to fall apart. I think <laughs> continuing to like show up and doing things that are a little out of your comfort zone, like showing up to a class, you know, at a different fitness studio, coming to Womenist in the Wilderness or another event or, you know, starting a hiking group. Like I remember I started like a book club in 2020 and I'm like, I love that. Why don't I do that again? So it's just like, keep doing the things that you love and you're going to keep building your community that you need and the people that align with you. I think that's a great tip. I remember you gave me a card last year and it was about what you give into the world is what you receive back. That's it. Yes. I love it. I love it. Do you think we have time for a game or should we wrap it up? Go ahead. Let's play it. Okay. Do you want to, do you have time for a quick game? Yeah. Okay. I know this is like getting a little bit longer than we thought, but I loved doing this with Sierra because I think it really challenges people to be like, oh my gosh, get out of your headspace and just speak from your heart. But then also you might say some shit that you don't mean. <laughs> and it's fine. You're welcome to do that. So it's the five second game. And for whatever reason, I put expert level next to it. So Get ready. Buckle up. Buckle up, my friend. Um, You have five seconds to answer the question. Uh, I think we should set the timer. Okay. Yeah. Like a buzzer. Do a buzzer. Uh, yeah. Okay. My buzzer is 
push it by salt and pepper. Oh, it's and, not going to be like that. It's just going to be like, a no, that's fine. I was teaching a yoga class one time though. And my salt and pepper went, came off in the middle of the Shavasana. And it was like, ah, push it. And I said, well, I think salt and pepper would agree that we just pushed it real hard today. And you deserve to be in a state of rest right now. <laughs> it was like when I first started teaching too, I was horrified. Okay. Amber, you uh, go first. I, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Amber, you go first. Or unless do you want to show her how it's done? Oh, okay. To show her how it's done. Okay. I'll show her. I won't cheat. Okay. Read them. I don't know why I felt like talking to show her how it's done. I think I'm just really excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So five seconds. Uh, three of your favorite foods. Pizza, wings, chocolate ice cream. Nice. Okay. So you get the drill. Your favorite game. Amber. Mr. Hula Hoop. Clue. Yeah. Are those really your three favorite games? Oops. Oh, there's the. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's this game. Oh, see? It's a favorite already. <laughs> Do I go next? Yeah. Okay. We'll okay. Just switch. Three of your childhood friends Amy, Malia, Adam. We need to invite Amy on the podcast. Okay. Three months out of the year June, January. December. Weirdest thing you've ever ate. Go. Oh gosh. Uh, I don't have, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't. If you had to come up with one thing, first thing that comes to your mind, go. Oyster. That's okay. not weird though. But it could be. Some people think it's a really weird texture. But that's the thing. You're like, I can't overthink it. And you yeah. have to, someone's like, you have to answer it or else. Oh gosh. <laughs> Is this now the thing you're the most anxious about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amber, three things you do before bed. Wash my face. Just lay on my pillow. <laughs> you say you lay in your pillow? Just lay on my pillow. Quite literal. Before I close my eyes. <laughs> close my eyes. <laughs> maybe i need I a better nighttime routine no i love it i loved it it's quite li- well i take a deep breath i close my eyes and i lay my hand on my pillow okay katie three things you do that you think are funny um wait or three things you think are funny uh, it's always sunny in philadelphia um you <laughs> Oh, maybe two. I got two out. That's big enough for three. Where is my child, by the way? Oh, he's playing with the remote still. He's fine. Um, okay. Uh, Amber, three favorite ways to spend a weekend. Oh, hiking, camping, like anything with water, nature. Great job. You really know your weekends. Oh, expert level. I called it this because you are the expert of yourself. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to remember why. Okay. Final question for both of you. Your three favorite things about yourself. My humor, my um, (laughs) friendship levels, and oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I just cramped my belly. (laughs) My friendship levels. (laughs) I couldn't play my friendships that wasn't about me. So I turned like, what is your friendship level? I'm a green. You're green. Color of your friendships. I'm sure there is some sort of meaning behind that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Amber, your three favorite things about you. Uh, my soul, my mind, my willingness. Oh, good job. Good job. What color is your willingness? Yeah. <laughs> green. Yes, see, there's see, something you said about that. Prosperity, go. abundance. Yeah. What about you? What are your three favorite things? You got to play this. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm go okay my sense of humor my kindness to others and my freckles <laughs> you have you no? have freckles I have I, girl please you should see my back 
Look at my freckles. Okay, fine. My what? I know. My freckles. I used to get a freckle been... mustache in the summer growing up. Okay, that was my answer when I was young. So, so I do see him though. I see him. On nope, the you don't. It's right fine. Here, right here on the bridge, and I like them. Yeah, and you should. I just have like an abundance of freckles, and I love them. And the very freckly person. I used to get a freckle mustache and I hated it. And I, and so I changed my mindset around it. This is when I first started to think about like how to redirect my, my frame of thoughts mm. when I was, I don't know, 16, 17. I was like, oh gosh, I hate my freckle mustache. I guess it's not that bad, but Stash. to me, it stood out to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, love my freckles. So now I like them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy, for your laughs. I don't even need to work out this afternoon. I got, I feel my belly is strong. My Black soul is strong. My cup is full. I'm going to come at you tomorrow with your high, low Buffalo. Okay. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's coming on that Marco Polo. Oh, <laughs> uh, have a great day, my friends. All right. Bye guys. Hey, Womenists. Thanks for being a part of our community and listening to this episode of the Womenists Podcast. Here at Womenists, we are committed to growing and evolving as a community together. If you found this episode brought value to your life, share it with a Womenists who empowers you. And while you're at it, help other Womenists find this podcast by giving it a like, subscribing, and leaving a review. You can also find additional resources and opportunities to connect with Womenists by subscribing to our newsletter linked in the show notes, as well as on our Instagram, Womenists Community. Until next time, be good to yourself and be good to others. We'll see you at the next episode of the Womenists Podcast.